RadioInfluence.com. As America's zone coach, premier thought leader, and the world's number one coach of champions, Jim Fannin is the go-to person. He has guided the careers of the best pro athletes from 10 sports and business executives from 50 industries. He has coached individuals, families, relationships, and students in simplifying and balancing their lives for more than 40 years. From winning Wimbledon, the World Series, and a gold medal, to losing 68 pounds, saving lost marriages, or overcoming financial ruin, Jim Fannin has been behind the scenes guiding individuals through the intricate process of peak performance. His success tools are not just for the superstar. They're designed to help you reach your full potential as you tap into life's most successful mindset, the zone. And now, please welcome the coach of champions and America's zone coach, Jim Fannin. Hi, this is Jim Fannin. Welcome to the Jim Fannin Show. I'm with my sidekick producer, Seth Hurd. Hey, Seth, how are you? Hello, and this is maybe the most athletic zone week that we have had since the show started. Holy cow. And and we're not talking about uh, our athletic prowess, (laughs) yours and mine. Um, It is. uh, Let's get right into who is in the zone. But before we talk about who's in the zone... I just want to give a brief description. What is the zone? The zone is a purposeful, calm feeling that can engulf not just a superstar athlete, but anyone. Your entire body changes. Your eyes literally double or triple shutter speed, slowing everything down. That way you can look for an avenue of uh, escape if you need to run from something. And uh, your intuition takes over. Your conscious mind really uh, is placed in a park uh, mentality where it's just off to the side. So you're operating intuitively. You have more strength, quickness, speed, and agility. Uh, In addition to that, the blood in your stomach is diverted from the stomach because the capillaries, blood vessels constrict. Now the blood is transported to the brain, so you have clarity and then to the rest of the the muscles, large muscles, who you have inordinate quickness, speed, agility, and and power. So this is a zone state, but you can be in the zone reading a book. You can be in the zone running up and down the gridiron on an NFL field. You can get in the zone selling someone door-to-door even. So all of us, when we're in the zone, we're going to reach our maximum effort, and I believe – like many zoniacs, you'll also get uh, maximum benefits. Uh, can you live your life in the zone? That's what the show's all about. And this is a state that you have taken countless top pro athletes, titans of industry, uh, people in entertainment and the arts into to achieve their best results. And this is something we want to help you get into as well. And we always start out at looking at who is in the zone? Who really got it done this week? And this is, I mean, across what three sports, there were some significant achievements. Well, let's go to one of my favorite sports and, and my uh, uh, original professional sport. I coached tennis on the Pro Tour. I coached seven players in the top ten. I've been to every major in the world. And I got to tell you, I am so happy that I've retired from that sport with, <laughs> with Rafa Nadal in there. He's not only the king of clay courts winning uh, uh, unprecedented number of French Open titles, but he just became, at age 31, after many injuries sidelined him, he became the U.S. Open champion. And Seth, uh, that has given him uh, 16 Grand Slam titles. He defeated uh, University of Illinois uh, alumni, Kevin Anderson, 6-3, 6-3, I believe he only dropped two sets the entire tournament. And I'll tell you what I observed in that final match. Rafa's breathing was definitely in the six to eight breath, calm, cool. If you looked at Kevin Anderson, he looked stressed. I believe there are parts of that game, especially in the first set, when the money really was on the table and he was under mental pressure from Nadal, you could see that Kevin was laboring with breathing. Now, this is one of the finest fit. He's in the finals, so he's obviously playing great. He's fit, but now he's laboring. Why is that? It's the stress of playing 
Rafa Nadal. Number one in the world, Nadal was in the zone. Now, let's just do a 30-second aside here, maybe a tool. When you're going that hard, and then you have a moment to reset in whatever sport, and this could be down at the, at the Y Rec League for basketball. It could be a college sport, right? How do, you, how do you get your breaths down when you're under that kind of physical stress? So, like, I have two minutes. You know, there, there's a one-minute timeout in basketball. How do I get my breaths down to six to eight uh, breaths a minute that fast? Well, first of all, in tennis, let's just take that. You have 90 seconds. That's where the 90-second rule I believe you can change your mindset, get in the zone in less than 90 seconds. So let's do it. Uh, if you're listening, uh, you can keep your eyes open. If you're driving, please, please do. Uh, if you're not driving, I would shut my eyes, unhinge my jaw, let your tongue float. This technique is called breathe like a baby. Put either hand on your belly button, jaw unhinged, tongue floating. Take several deep breaths. But allow your stomach, as you inhale and exhale, allow your stomach to move your hand. Your hand doesn't move. So with an inhale, obviously your hand is going to go toward the backbone of your spine. Exhale, it'll go away from the spine. A baby going into a deep sleep quickly breathes through their stomach. Now, you can be playing with your dog and throwing a bone or throwing a ball and your phone rings, you get on the cell phone, and then you look over and your dog's snoring. It's like, what's up with that? You know, how did that happen? Well, the dog used this technique to fall into a deep sleep. Breathing all the way through. Exactly. And, and what it does, you, you're going to, if you do this, this only takes a few seconds. I mean, a, a 90 seconds of this, your serotonin level uh, is going to increase. You will feel that calmness come over you. You'll feel your shoulders relax. So I'm constantly throughout the day and every one of my clients check your breathing. And so when you, you know, you see on TV or down at some kind of local sports club, one athlete who was just calm and collected and the other one who could be in great shape, but is razzled um, and just kind of jittery, it's breathing. Exactly. And, and even a person that is incredibly fit, like you can say a world-class boxer, but by the fourth round, now the rounds are only three minutes. So after 12 minutes, and not constant, because there's a break in between, he's exhausted. And that's because he's under stress of keeping his hands up so he doesn't get hit. That's <laughs> stressful. Uh, not only stressful, I'm trying to hurt you, but you're trying to hurt me. Uh, that can wear a person out. So negative stress, once it's upon you, you need to immediately breathe like a baby. Let's, let's see who probably was breathing like a baby. Now, I've been to this arena uh, in Columbus, Ohio, uh, the uh, scary horseshoe for visitors playing the Ohio State Buckeye football team. It's a formidable place, over 100,000 people going absolute manic. But the Oklahoma Sooners walked in like they owned the joint, and I do know one of their young rookie uh, Freshman receiver, C.D. Uh, Lamb, uh, caught five passes as a rookie. Pretty, pretty amazing. But they went in and defeated uh, the Buckeyes, 31-16. Buckeyes were favored number two in the rankings behind Alabama. Uh, Oklahoma Sooners, you were in the zone. And then you got to plant your flag right in the middle of their field, which was a, a pretty amazing moment. And, 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 then, and then we go to the Cleveland Indians. Oh, my goodness. Now, I've coached this team uh, back in the 90s uh, to some records to a World Series. But this, uh, we're on an unprecedented run, really. They've won 19 games in a row as of this recording. So once this airs, uh, they could be past 20. That's the fourth longest winning streak since 1900. <laughs> I mean, hello, these guys who were in the World Series last year, lost to the Cubs, they're on a mission. They're in the zone. And Seth, they hit 30, 38 home runs in 19 games. And maybe last time this happened, you couldn't see it because TV hadn't been invented yet. I mean, th that's like kind of how rare we're talking here. 1900. I, I was just a wee lad back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember that well. And uh, 
We also have the Diamondbacks uh, that has all but clinched the wild card. Not yet, uh, but a wild card. Uh, They had an amazing run themselves. They did lose a game. But uh, you can thank one of my clients, J.D. Martinez, for uh, coming in and adding power to an already powerful lineup. Uh, the Diamondbacks looks like they're going to be in the playoffs. So that's pretty pretty awesome. Who else do we have? Anybody else in the zone? I, I think that is a, that's an epic in the zone week right there. Three sports and some major, major achievements and upsets. It really is. And uh, if you know of anyone that you believe should be recognized for being in the zone, and this could even be someone maybe not so famous on TV, uh, send it to AskJim uh, at JimFannon.com. I, I would love to not only have questions, but I'd like to know who who do you think should be in the zone? And then we have one more entity or person that was in the zone. Um, first responders. Yeah. First responders in Houston. Our prayers are going out to everybody in Houston. But our prayers are also going out to the first responders who uh, have been waiting in some pretty nasty waters floodwaters after this storm of Harvey, and now we're right into Irma, which uh, I guess is a hurricane. Irma was in the zone, setting all kinds of records, not the kind of records that you want, but devastated the U.S. Virgin Islands, uh, the rest of the Caribbean, and right now we're just trying to figure out what has happened to Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, uh, seven million people without electricity. Hurricane Irma, yeah, I guess for a hurricane, you're in the zone, but the first responders, you're in the zone. Our prayers, our love go out to everybody that was impacted by this. And my only advice, visualize what you want, not what you don't want. And boy, is that sound easier uh, than it actually is. You're looking at your home devastated. You're looking at floodwaters wiping you out, maybe financially. It's easy to see what you don't want. It's easy to be a victim of that. I get that. Uh, Do everything that you can when you lay your head down at night and go to sleep. Picture your life much better. Visualize, see what you want as opposed to what you don't want. You know, and I suppose it's easy to say this from the Midwest, but you found this to be true with people facing some of the greatest challenges of of their lives. Wherever you're at, somebody's overcome something bigger than that, right? So you're not alone in overcoming something that just seems massive and insurmountable right now. Other people have gone before you, and you can do it too. Well, and and these tragedies, uh, which really makes me proud to be an American, I mean, it's attracted a lot of love, uh, a lot of good vibes, it's going to Texas, these vibes. These vibes are, are going to Florida. It's, these vibes are going to the Caribbean. And uh, God bless America. And, and when I say that, I'm talking about the collective overall mindset of Americans. We do have a soft place in our heart uh, for people less fortunate than us. So, Jim, we're doing the 90-second rule for the show today. How, why 90 seconds? How did this get started? Tick, 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 tick. My, it, this is one of my uh, favorite rules. In fact, in reality, Seth, there's only one rule to be successful. Do you know what that is? What's that? There are no rules. <laughs> but the 90-second rule is really a guideline, and it's my belief, based on my experience with all my clients and, and myself personally, Most of your decisions in your life, your business, or your sport can be done in 90 seconds or less. Be decisive. Now, there's some decisions in your life that maybe you should sleep on it, like, should I marry Melissa tomorrow? All right, I think you need to go to bed and sleep on should you get married, okay? I know you're in Vegas. I know you love her, (laughs) but I think you need to sleep on it, right? Or uh, a divorce, you know? I, I think you need to give it uh, your best college try. You or know? buying a house. Or oh. buying a house. Although I'm not sure you, maybe you did like three 90 seconds in a, in a row, <clears throat> I think, before you bought this house, you said. Well, no, I, I walked into my house and within 90 seconds, I'll go, I'll take it. How much is this again? And then I made an offer. They accepted. And then I, and after I walked away, I was like, wow, did 
did I bid too much? <laughs> <clears throat> but no, it was made in 90 seconds. I, I just walked in and uh, obviously it needed to be approved by someone that's going to inspect it to make sure it was solid. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I was getting what I thought I was buying, but yeah, most decisions, 90 seconds. And, uh, <clears throat> and a few people, you know, you fell in love at first sight. That's a decision you made. I will be with her the rest of my life or him. Those don't happen very often, but most decisions really you can make in 90 seconds. Here's how that happened. My first introduction to the 90-second rule, and let me tell you, these tools and techniques are all in the toolbox of the score success system. So the score success system is really where all the tools are, and there's tools for life, there's tools for business, there's tools for every sport. So we have a lot of tools, maybe more than Home Depot or, or uh, you know, Ace Hardware. There's a lot of tools, but all the tools are 90 seconds and less. When I was 14 years old, I watched a guy come into the living room of my mom and dad's home. Of course, I'm their only child. And I watched a guy pluck 25, 26 bucks out of my mother's purse, and he walked away with products to be delivered at another time. (laughs) And I'm like, this guy's good because my mom was tough. I mean, for her to part with 26 bucks back then, uh, you know, in the 60s, uh, wow, that's crazy, right? Well, he was a fuller brush salesman selling door-to-door. He sold her, collected the money, and then he would come back in <clears throat> two weeks and deliver the goods. So when he came back to deliver, I asked him for a job. And he said, well, you have to be 18. I said, I can do that. <laughs> and, and I looked at my mother, and my mother, she didn't lie, but she didn't say a word. And I go, when do I start? And my mother is like in shock, right? So I went out to be trained by this guy, and he would, uh, he told me, you're going to sell one out of three homes. So the batting average as a fuller brush door to door guy is 333 batting average. Okay. So it's a numbers game. So I watched him go up to a house, do his pitch, uh, talk too much. Yeah, uh, about stuff that that really to me didn't matter. I, I don't know. He's just trying to get a relationship, I, I I guess. And then he would walk to the next house, and then he'd walk down to his car, drive the car, walk up to his house. Very slow, methodical process. So I thought, one out of three houses, I'm going to come up <clears throat> with my pitch in 90 seconds. In 90 seconds, I'm going to do this pitch. I'm going to know in 90 seconds whether they're going to buy or not, and then I'm going to run between houses. So I had my mother drop me off into a neighborhood, and I would I would sprint. I'm, I'm, I'm fit. I'm young. I'm 14. I'm an athlete. And I saw three times more houses than old Charlie, uh, my mentor. So... I had some gifts I could give away, a basting brush, a little gift that could twist off a, a, a top, you know, a, it was a can opener kind of a deal, yeah. and uh, a jar opener, rather. Uh, there was some perfume and a little packet, and I paid for all these little gifts, but I gave they gave the gifts after. I gave mine before. I said, I'd like to buy 90 seconds of your time. I'm Jimmy Fannin from the Fuller Brush Company, and I would give them three options. Would you like a basting brush? Would you like this jar opener? Or would you like some lotion for your hands or some perfume? And as soon as they grabbed one, I now have 90 seconds. So there was one product that had the largest margin, and it was not a brush. It was not a Fuller Brush. It was an aerosol spray can kind of like uh, fantastic, you wash it. It's called germicidal spray. Spray it on, and it'd percolate, kill the germs, wipe it off, and it'd be clean. So what I did within 90 seconds, as I'm giving my pitch about the product, I would spray it on the front porch. When I wiped it off, it looked awful. It had one big place that was clean, and the rest of the porch was dirty. 
And then I said, you know, if you buy two cans, I'll give you a can free. We actually jacked the price up on that. Okay. All right. So I was making more money on that product than anybody in the country. Uh, it, It had the biggest margins and we would buy two, get one three. Who doesn't want that? 90 seconds. And then I got seven of my friends, train them on how to do the 90 second rule. So you don't stay longer than 90 seconds. I want to know as quick as possible so I could get to a yes. Bottom line, that year I made $43,000. My mom and dad combined with four jobs made less than that. And I led Kentucky in sales selling fuller brushes and I want to watch. That's the bottom line. 90 second rule. Now, fast forward 12 years. I am now coaching the best tennis players in the world. The changeover in tennis is 90 seconds, even at the U.S. Open this year. Yeah. So if it's an odd total of games, you change sides so you don't give one player an advantage because of the wind or the sun or, or the backdrop. And uh, during that 90 seconds, I didn't do anything. I'm a coach, and the stands, there's no coaching. Well, we're playing against the number one player in the world, and I look over, and the number one player in the world's coach is signaling his player and stealing the matches from me. And this guy took, I'm not even going to tell his name. He's still out there. But he took a lot of money out of my pocket. I'm getting 15%. Uh, commission really for every one of my players. I'm coaching seven, eight guys. And um, I go to the ATP. I complained about the coaching formally. And they go, we can't prove it. I'm like, okay. And then he made a, uh, a statement that really caused me to have a mind shift. He goes, do what you got to do. I'm like, okay. So I started giving score signals. I would tell my player, increase your discipline level. I could give a signal, change strategy. Exactly this strategy with signals. Um, Again, signals are against the rules. They just tried it out in a qualifying match at the U.S. Open. I don't know why they don't do it, because I still know coaches are doing this. And the official body of the ATP they say we can't do anything about it. We can't prove it. So within 90 seconds, I started winning matches. I started making more money. And within 90 seconds, I could change the entire outcome of the match. Pretty, pretty interesting, right? So that's when the 90-second rule was born. And most of our tools, with very few exceptions, you can apply these in 90 seconds. So we're going to try, we're going to to change up some challenges in your life. And I love this show. But we already had a 90 second tool. We already had a 90 second tool. Yeah. But 90 seconds to go to sleep, a 90 second tool, significant other parenting, siblings, business and wellness, right? These all can fit within 90 seconds. Uh, Yes. And and I, I can't cover all of them, but if you would like some 90 second tips for whatever it is in your life, well, Send those to askjim at jimfannon.com, and and I'm going to get to them. I'll share those tools with you. It's tool day. I feel I'm uh, uh, at the Home Depot, so uh, let's get some tools out. I'm very curious about this sleep one because normally I sleep like a baby. Maybe once every two months I have one of those sleepless nights. So what's my 90-second tool? Within 90 seconds, you do a reboot. You clear your mind. You unhinge your jaw. And instantly, you can do this in 15 seconds, you get your breathing down to six to eight. You clear your mind, unhinge your jaw, and just go still. Then work your way up. This is a simple technique. A lot of people know it, but this is the best time to do it. It's called tension release. You go to your feet, tighten them up, hold it for three seconds, and breathe, exhale, release. Calves, tense, hold it. Relax. Hamstrings, buttocks, lower abs, pectoral muscles, your chest, biceps. Shrug your shoulder up to your neck. Scrunch your face. Make an ugly face. And after you tense that body part, when you relax, ah, you just completely release the energy. 
And after you've gone from toe to head, good night, Seth. I don't want to have to try that soon because that means I'll, you know, not be sleeping. But that's incredible. 90 seconds, instant. 90 seconds and you're out. Night, night, gone. 90 seconds with your significant other. We've got three tips in this area. There's actually nine minutes that if you do this nine minutes, now I'm not going to reveal all the nine minutes. It's in my book, uh, 90 Seconds to a Great Relationship. But there's only nine minutes a day. If you'll do these things, it's six 90-second tools. I promise your relationship will go to another level. Now, the one that I, I've probably been more famous for, you can go on YouTube, I believe, and and see the 90-second rule, Jim Fannin, on YouTube. It's about a seven-minute video. But if you've been away from somebody you love, really care about at least two hours, you've been away from them, that first 90 seconds has more impact than you seeing them later. Now, we've talked about that tool before, and, and I'm encouraging you, do not violate this 90 second rule when you've been away from someone. Look them in the eye long enough to discern eye color. If they're happy, get happy. If they're sad, you don't want to be sad, but mirror their frown so you can connect with them and then walk them up to a level of positivity. And if you have little children, hold them up. Let me hug mommy. Let me hug daddy. Now you're going to train your children in 90 seconds or less on how to treat their significant other 20 years from now, 30 years from now, you're also showing them how to respect mom or dad when you're not there. All right? 90-second rule. But here's the other one. When you go to sleep at night, touch toes, touch hands. You can do this after intimacy. Be with that person in the moment. And then visualize with shared vision something that you both want, want to do, some place you want to go, a house you want to have. Have shared vision as you go to sleep, touching hands, touching toes, whatever it may be. But that 90 seconds is crucial. And within the last 90, 30 minutes, Seth, I wouldn't say one negative thing to a significant other. I wouldn't talk about children. I wouldn't talk about money. I wouldn't talk about my job that, you know, <laughs> that I'm having. I, I wouldn't talk about anything negative. And I, I had a friend go, well, what do I, there's nothing to talk about. And that's fine. You don't need to talk. Be quiet. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't watch the news, uh, which most of us do. We watch the news to fall asleep. But I want, I want to go to sleep peaceful. Um, I think if you watch the news and you talk negatives, you're going to have to use the 90 seconds uh, tension release to get unstressed. But you need to carve out 90 seconds in that last 30 minutes to really bond with the person you love. Shared vision brought you together, and the lack of it, that's going to tear you apart. Shared vision. What do you want as a couple? Does arguing about the um, setting on the air conditioner count as negativity? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't go there. <laughs> I, I, not I, that that's a problem in relationships. Challenge. No, don't. No, what? no, no challenge. Not that that's a challenge. You, you know what? I, I think the best thing I've learned is, yes, dear. <laughs> I see your point. I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. That doesn't mean I agree with her. All right. She hopefully she, she's not listening to this particular show, but you just don't go there. Uh, I actually gave up the remote. I, two of my friends go, you did not. I go, yeah, I did. One friend says, why don't you get two remotes so you can so, – I go, oh, my God, the battle, battle of the remote. For it. That's not good. No, I, I, I give her the remote. I actually surrendered, and I remember the day I did that. Uh, it was about two years into our marriage, and she, we were arguing about uh, – uh, politely, but we'll sure in disagreement on what to watch. And, I, you know, I just relaxed. Got my breathing down, you know, to six to eight breaths. And I just very calmly go, baby, it's all yours from here on out. You're in control. Now, uh, I will admit I've seen Sex in the City 2 a couple of times. <laughs> I, I will admit that this past July, I watched not four, not five. Seth, I saw six Christmas movies in the month of July. 
So I did have to sacrifice a little bit by giving up the remote, but uh, happy wife, happy life. But for a great relationship, a couple of Christmas movies under the belt. It's no big deal. I kind of liked them, too. I cried on one of them. But anyway, it's another story. 90 seconds on parenting. Well, within the last 90 seconds, uh, last three, uh, 30 minutes, excuse me, in the last 30 minutes before sleep, go into your room of your child, touch their hair, touch their shoulder, lower your voice, add silence between the four most powerful words that you can say to your kid. I believe in you. Four simple words. I believe in you. Now, science tells us that those words from someone that they love, dad, mom, that's going to be replayed 15 to 20 times during the night. I believe in you. This is a confidence builder. Now, self-esteem is what you think other people think about you. Don't you want your parents to think awesome of you? I mean, when they get mad at you and they get upset with you, I'm not sure that's going to bolster your self-esteem. And sometimes you need to be knocked down a peg. I get that. Yeah. And you need to be reprimanded. I, I understand that. But I believe in you. And I would say it once, twice at the most that night. And then don't qualify it. I believe in you because. Don't go there. Just I believe in you. Walk out of the room. And um, I do it two or three times. Now, I had my daughter on a few shows back. I used to say that to her. She believes I said it every night. I think I said that on that show. Uh, But she has very positive self-esteem. And I know that had something to do with it. There's something about those four words that even just hearing them in the context of the podcast, it elevates my mood. Well, it's pretty powerful. And when it comes from, uh, when it's backed up with love and positive intention, Uh, it's impactful. I believe it's the four most powerful words you can say to your kid. 90 seconds on siblings. I don't know where you're going to go with this one. This is interesting. It is interesting. Uh, Now, I'm an only child, but I'm I'm going with experience um, with all of the siblings uh, that I've coached, and and, uh, there's been many. Uh, In fact, most of my clients are siblings in some form. What I found out, uh, especially with the Blueprint book coming out, is in your sibling arena, we don't know what to put down as a vision. What, what do I put down as visions and goals for my brother? You know, I see him on Thanksgiving. He, he lives in Denver. I live in Chicago, whatever. I, I think the first thing you need to do is ask your siblings, where are you going to be in five years? How do you perceive your life? You want to take your siblings... Uh, to a place in time where they are successful in their own mind. What are their vision? And then when you see them, that first 90 seconds, whether it's on the phone or it's in person, not only greet them as if you really miss them, and how are you, ask them about their vision. Every time you talk to them, bring their vision up. You're showing them, I care about you. I need you in my life. And I'm very concerned about where you're going to be. And I'm a part of that. So knowing the vision is first. And then second, back it up by bringing it up. 90 seconds. I feel like we're about to make a lot of people a good chunk of money. Oh, I read Chick Ching. Let's make some money. (laughs) 90 seconds in business. Well, you know, for... All of my sales clients and all of my entrepreneurial uh, clients that run businesses or even run a division, I always come up with a financial combination lock that once they hit those numbers, it unlocks their financial freedom. So it's a matter of what what is your numbers? What are, what are those combination numbers? Uh, for an example, uh, it could be... Uh, 
Five, two. So okay. The, so how do you, how do we unpack those? What's going on there? Uh, one point five billion. That's that's our sales. One point eight is return on assets. One point eight return on asset. What was the other number we had? Five and two. You said uh, the two uh, is how much money you're going to put in your own pocket, and a- every. One of those numbers represents something that you're going to do. And the five was five years. It was five years and then two. So 1.5, That's a combination lock. And those numbers wake you up and put you to bed at night. I, I've learned if you want to make, make money, you better think about money. Don't get obsessed with it. It's just a way to keep score. There are more important things in life. But let's face it. In business, we all want more money. Everybody wants to make more money, and uh, that combination lock is going to unlock your financial freedom. Uh, what do you want in five years? What do you want this year? And come up with those numbers that really mean something only to you. Now, I've had a lot of clients actually put that combination. It could be three numbers, two numbers, four numbers. I wouldn't have any more than that. But I've seen them put that combination in the upper or bottom corner of their mirror. So when they wake up, there it is. Everything I do in business today is going to flow through those numbers. Or I'm wasting my time. What am I doing? You you know, Seth, it's so easy in business to get caught up in the minutia. It is. You know, the things that just don't move the needle. They don't matter. Um, And this combination takes less than 90 seconds to think about it. You go into a big meeting, what's that combination like? And I I believe by programming your subconscious, it'll guide you to stay on course and not have a lot of waste. Well, and we were actually just talking about uh, riding around an Uber together earlier today, talking about you would think that people always act in their own best interest in business, and a lot of times they actually don't. A lot of times oh, you we, see people making very emotional decisions that hurt them, and you kind of go, wait, wait, that's that's not doing you any good at all. Well, nothing great happens without a blueprint. Uh, I think the other thing uh, is B to A. Uh, if you're in business and uh, uh, you want to make X amount of dollars in the month of uh, October coming up, um, it's 31 days from now. Let's assume this is the first day or the uh, last day of September. What am I going to accomplish once October 31st peels off the calendar? What is that? What is that number? And then reverse engineer, in order to do that, what am I doing on the 30th, the 29th, the 28th? And you back it up chronologically, and you're you're thinking in reverse all the way to what am I going to do tomorrow, October 1st? That illuminates a success pathway to walk on. And then if you get off, well, you've got a pathway illuminated all the way to the end. So in 90 seconds, all you need to do is see what you want as opposed to what you don't want. And if you already B to A reverse engineered it, just seeing what you want triggers that illuminated pathway. Keep it simple. What do you want? And it does sound like something that everybody ought to know and practice, right? But on the flip side, so many people in business get off track because they walk in at 9 a.m. and their mindset is, I'm going to put out fires, not I'm going to visualize where I want to be. It's like, oh, well, there's all this stuff flying at me. And when I put those things out, then we're going to have a plan of where we're going this month. And all those things will never go away you first got to know where you're going. You're never going to run out of small fires to put out. Without repetition, this is for sports, this is for relationships, uh, this is for making money. Repetition is crucial. Why is that? Because it programs the subconscious, which is the only multitasking machine. It's open 24-7. It is like Denny's. It's always open. It's always cooking. Now, what it's cooking Well, you get to choose that menu. It's really up to you. The more repetition you have puts stress on the subconscious to manifest it into its physical equivalent. 
And how does it do that? It'll guide you intuitively. It'll cause seeming coincidence or synchronicity. But as you know, and in fact, I think someone said that today with us, there are no coincidences and your subconscious will guide you. But your subconscious will guide you to fail in a sabotage way or be successful. So you need to put in what you want as opposed to what you don't want. Now, the people with the highest IQ have the most disdain for repetition. I know, Jim, you told me that. I get it. You said that yesterday. I understand it. You know, every day I write my client list down. Now, I can easily look up on a board, uh, go on a sheet of paper, look look on the computer and see my client list. But I, I don't do that. Old school, I write them down. And I've never written them down in the same order. So if you were my client, I just saw you, I go, Seth Hurd, okay, there's you. And then I would visualize your goals right then in number two client. And whoever's at the bottom, I call you because you're obviously not at the top of my list. Maybe I haven't talked to you in a day or two days. And uh, I see the vision of the primary vision of every client every day have not missed a day since 1974. I mean, this is brushing my teeth. uh, No different than uh, uh, some of the routines we have to have in our life. That's a routine in business I don't violate. It's got to be there just like brushing your teeth. Well, I I have challenges with clients where, did you see your vision today? No. I go, what's up with this? I see your vision and you don't? That seems kind of weird. This is your life. This isn't my life. And um, if you really want something, you need repetition so you can get your subconscious to help you while you can relax and enjoy your life. You don't have to put in 80 hours, 100 hours. That's crazy. Less is more if the subconscious mind's programmed. Less is more. Last on the 90-second tips for this episode, 90 seconds of wellness. All right, Seth, let's say you want to lose 20 pounds. Let's say you want to lose 10 pounds in a month. And you understand what you need to eat every day. But we get ambushed. Come on, have a donut. What's a big deal? Let's have a pizza. We get ambushed all the time. We get ambushed to overeat, overindulge, overdrink, and eat things that are not going to help our waistline. Never have a meal you haven't already had. The night before, carve out 90 seconds to visually see breakfast, then see lunch, then see dinner, throw in a snack, See it as if it's so, see it as it will be. If you're working out three times a week, the night before, see the workout. See it as if it's so, see it as it will be. Now you're going to go to sleep. That's going to be replayed uh, 15 to 20 times, and you'll wake up the next day, and when someone says, come on, have a donut, your subconscious already been programmed goes, no, I'm good. No donut today. No, 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 no donut for Jimmy. <laughs> Never have a meal you haven't already had. If you sit down uh, and you've got an open menu, you have given it no thought. Wow, good luck. <laughs> we we've all seen how that's going to turn out. Yes, we have. We, we don't even need visualization. We, we can, don't. Uh, we we don't. can look at the past. And and you know the other thing in ninety seconds, uh, visualize the body that you want, as opposed to going, oh, my God, I got more rolls in a bakery, Seth. Uh, my rear end's so big, I think I'm being followed. You know, <laughs> and, and we all laugh. We go, oh, that's so funny. But the joke's on me. The joke's on me for having those thoughts in my mind about what I don't want. I don't want my rear end so big, I think I'm being followed. And uh, uh, you got to put in... Uh, Actually, what you want to get out of it. Garbage in, garbage out. Put in good stuff, good stuff will come out. Well, Seth, one of, one of the best programs that 
uh, we have is the 90-second rule. We actually have a six-hour CD set with a writable workbook uh, that's going to really map out your life when you finish with the six hours. I mean, I'm talking about wellness. I'm talking about parenting. I'm talking about some of the tools that we're talking about and more. Um, it's been the one program where we've gotten the most feedback of people making swift change. And after you've listened to the 90-second rule, the, it's an audio program, after you listen to it, there will be change within 7 to 10 days. And this program is guaranteed, and uh, you can get it at jimfannon.com. And uh, I, I look forward to getting feedback from everybody of trying it. Uh, can you imagine? You can change your life in 90 seconds at a time. Well, you can with a 90-second rule. Let's get into one of my favorite parts of the show. Ask Jim at jimfannon.com. This is where you get access to world-class coaching, just like the top athletes, titans of industry, and yes, scientists in the world. Ask Jim at jimfannon.com. We're going to start with junior high football. Jim, my 12-year-old loves the game of football. And in the second half is quick, agile, has great body awareness, and really an incredible sense of the game. Before the game, he looks physically ill, and it takes him two quarters to really get into it. How can I help him get into the zone and get over those pregame jitters that last all the way to halftime sometimes? Well, first of all, I think we need to understand what is the butterflies. Uh, Usually, before a big game, most performers, I still do when I go on stage, uh, I get the butterflies. And the butterflies are beautiful, and I think you need to recognize this is a good thing. Butterflies are beautiful. I want the butterflies. The butterflies really signals you that you're getting ready to attract the zone, that it's very close. You're not nervous. Now, if you think you're nervous, you're nervous. And if you (laughs) think you're nervous, your energy's where? It's on you. When the energy is on you, it only knows one place to go. It cannot go into the skeleton system. It cannot go into the organs of the body. It goes, Seth, into your muscles, jaw, shoulders, hands. So what happens if you think you're nervous? You become nervous, and now your fine motor skills, which uh, can have good touch or no touch at all in making a soft little lob pass over a defender, into a running back, uh, his hands, uh, these things won't be there. And then after uh, a quarter or two, obviously you wake up and relax, and but the damage can be done. So here are the techniques. The first thing you do is butterflies are good. What that means is the capillaries, blood vessels in your stomach constrict to divert the uh, blood away from your stomach. That's a positive thing. Shut your eyes reboot right then. It's a different kind of reboot. I call it clear the launch. You're clearing your mind so you can launch energy in the very first second of the game. Second, make sure your jaw is unhinged. Get your breathing down to six to eight breaths. The average person has 15 to 17 breaths. If you're nervous, you're over 20. Panic, fear, and poor performance will arrive. So. That's really the technique. It'll take you 90 seconds, and then just be mindless before the game. The other thing is music. Pop on your headphones. You're seeing athletes all over the world with headphones. Music is a pipeline to the zone. Hop a ride on the beat. That'll make you mindless, and that's really what you need to do. I mean, you're, you're either ready or you're not, and, and the best in the world win first in their mind Then they walk into the arena. Everybody else walks into the arena and then tries to figure out what to do. And that try to figure out what to do, try, T-R-Y, to ruin yourself, well, there you go, 20 breaths a minute, tension, stress, fear, you'll have a bad opening quarter. And just to tie it back to the beginning of the show, really what it looks like one of the major factors that the U.S. Open came down to was who could slow their breathing. Difference between a champion and a runner-up. Uh, you could really see it, and um, you could see it on the jaw of 
uh, Kevin Anderson. Uh, you could see his breathing labored. This guy's in world-class physical condition. So what's he doing laboring? Stress. What was the stress? From an opponent that he believed would not make a mistake and could hurt you if you made a mistake. That's stress. So I believe that match was won and lost before the match ever began. Let's get into our second question here. Jim, I just started a new business and it's going great, but I'm working over 80 hours a week, which should taper off here in the coming months. Do I need a hobby right now to stay in the zone? <laughs> do I need a hobby? to? Well, I love hobbies. I do. Uh, there's a famous quote. I wish it was mine. I've used it a lot. It's a maximum from our beloved 16th president, Abraham Lincoln. If I had four hours to chop down a tree, I'd spend two hours sharpening my axe. So, 80 hours, you're chopping probably with a dull axe at some point. So you're working hard, but you're not making any headway in your business. There is diminishing returns here. So the other factor that goes along with this, your subconscious mind's open like Denny's. Give it a picture of what you want, feed it solutions, and while you're sleeping or while you're with your hobby, your subconscious is the only super multitasking machine. It can be solving challenges. So do you need a hobby? Well, you need something uh, to uh, sharpen your axe, a vacation, a hobby, uh, following your kids' sports, getting into that, being the best family person, best significant other you can be. These are all factors. And then, of course, 80 hours at some point, you may need to delegate. And if I can maybe just boil this down to something that everybody has done, we've all been in front of a keyboard, and it takes us an hour to write a seven-sentence email because we're so fried, and it's time to go do something else. Well, it is. And, and, you know, once you're stressed, and definitely if you're fatigued or if you're dehydrated, which typically happens when you're locked to the keyboard, uh, your performance, your concentration is going to go down. Uh, You're going to be straining to keep up discipline. That's going to fight your relaxation level. That's definitely going to have a serious blow to your enjoyment. And uh, eventually it's going to impact your optimism, your confidence uh, in what you're doing. Uh, I just talked about score. Uh, and it will impact you. So why do you need a hobby? Uh, Because relaxation and enjoyment are just as important. As a matter of fact, I don't believe you can be successful without major doses of relaxation and enjoyment. I mean, what's the point of making money, uh, uh, of having market share, if you're not uh, relaxing and enjoying the fruits of your labor? So why not have a hobby, especially one you love, to be... uh, to be doing on a daily or weekly basis. You know, I I love business books. Uh, I love business biographies. I don't think I've read one yet that was, I worked 120 hours a week for 30 years, and it was wonderful. I'm so glad I did it. Well, I, I, you know, I, I think, I think you're right. I think we're all working in, in some place and point in time, whatever that is for each individual. We're like, okay, when that happens, I'm going to relax. I'm going to chill out. I'm going to get the fruits of the labor. I think you can make a lot of money being an expert at whatever you do uh, in less time so you can spend more time with family, friends, hobbies. And, and I also think by programming your subconscious mind, which every human can do with their inner dialogue, your positive self-talk, why not live in the zone now, have a great life now instead of working hard and hoping to have a great life in 20 years when you're 65, 70 years old, relaxing. Seriously? Uh, that's not how I've lived my life. I, I'm, I'm trying uh, relaxation enjoyment is a major part of my life, and I want it every day, not just uh, when I retire, which probably is never. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I've noticed that about you as, you know, as I'm learning along with everybody else on this show, and as I've had the privilege of getting to do this, 
you were somebody that, that, along with me, I'm a film critic. You, you love film and you love great movies. You, I you do. Know, you love sports. You love getting to do I, some travel. I, I do. And a lot of people would look at what you're doing and say, man, there's so much pressure. There's so many people who are relying on you. But I don't ever walk in to do the show and say, man, I hope, I hope Jim's okay today. He just, do I need to check on him? He just seems super frazzled. His eyes are darting all over the place because he's fried. I, I, I haven't seen that because you were doing a lot of uh, relaxation and enjoyment. Well, I, I don't believe a client in 43 years has ever seen me or heard me being negative. Uh, but that's a choice. You know, we have free will. And, and the one thing I found out is that uh, I asked two billionaires sitting with them on a Caribbean island in the Dominican, both self-made. I go, why are you rich? And they looked at me like, what? I go, seriously, why are you rich? You, you started with nothing. And the one billionaire looked at me and said, I have a reward system. I've had it since I was a kid. I go, tell me more. What does that mean? He said, if I do this, then I'm going to take a weekend off. If I do that, I, I may get a massage. He said, do you see that, that boat, that ship over there? And, and it, it was like a ship. It was like 200 feet. He said, I bought that. I bought that because I achieved something. I bought that as a reward. I said, but you're a billionaire. You could have bought it anyway. He said, but I wouldn't have. I reward me. So set up a reward system. Yeah, work hard. But this weekend, I'm in the zone. I'm watching football. I'm taking a day off. Uh, I'm taking a Ferris Bueller day off in the middle of the week, <laughs> you know? And I think by creating a relaxation and reward system, uh, you'll be able to stay in the zone much, much longer. And let's get into the Zone Cafe because everybody needs something this week. Oh, I love the Zone Cafe. There's only five uh, things you can order here, but I want you to take this personal. So pulling up, you're at the window. There are five things right now you can order. You can only order one. Which one of these five elements do you need, and which one is the missing ingredient right now for you being in the zone? There's self-discipline, concentration, optimism, relaxation, and enjoyment. So you can order right now a giant bucket of self-discipline, time management, goal setting, strategy, tactics, if that's missing right now in one of the arenas in your life, a vision that's crystal clear, you can order that right now and focus on that. But maybe that's not what you are desiring right now. Maybe that's what, not what you really need to be in the zone. Maybe you need a slab of concentration, the ability to put on a blinders, if you will, and not really concern yourself with what other people are thinking or even what they're doing. No, you're locked in on a task at hand. I know writing a, bo uh, a book uh, sometimes takes a year. That requires focus. That's not always just easy to conjure that up. Sometimes I need a slab of concentration. But maybe, maybe you need a giant bag of optimism, confidence, self-esteem, positive self-esteem, what you think other people think about you. You can order that right now in the Zone Cafe. But maybe what we've been talking about, Seth, maybe you need that cool drink of relaxation. So as soon as you gulp that relaxation drink, you've got a calm about you. Nothing frazzles you. You have zero worry, no anxiety. It's gone with a big gulp of some relaxation. But maybe, maybe you need some enjoyment. You know, I've got athletes around the world that says, I'm not having any fun. They're grinding. I hear that term all the time. I was grinding playing that round of golf. Grinding. Just that phrase is, uh, you know, kind of gives me the creepy crawlers. Oh, my goodness. Grinding. It's like gears grinding against each other. Do you need some enjoyment, some passion, some laughter, some fun? Zone Cafe, place your order. Focus on this ingredient over the next few days. It's going to help you attract the zone so that you can be the best you can be. I'm going to grab some relaxation this week. I like that. I like that. Well, I've got a lot on my plate. I'm going to go with a heaping uh, 
plate full of self-discipline. I'm going to narrow my focus. And this weekend, I'm going to chill out. That's my reward. Watch a little football. Take it easy. Uh, Start to look at maybe some fall color changes. And uh, go behind my home in Lake Fannin and just kind of chill out and and veg a little bit. But I'm going to burn it up until Friday, that's for sure. Up until tomorrow. Stay in the zone until next week. And remember, you can come back to the Zone Cafe and get another another dose of whatever you need. And it may be in a different area of your life. And if you're feeling a little bit of stress, breathe like a baby. Get your breathing down to six to eight. Until next time, be in the zone. I'm Jim Fannin. You're with Seth Hurd. Until next week. Radio Influence brings you the absolute best in digital audio broadcasting. We've got something for everyone. Sports personalities like the fabulous sports babe, Rich Herrera, and former Major League Baseball manager Kevin Kennedy as they take you inside the dugout. We'll take you inside the world of MMA with the MMA Report with Jason Floyd, the MMA Insiders, and the Valor Hour with Tim Loy and Casey Oxidine. Or you could find yourself sitting ringside with wrestling ring announcer David Penzer. TV law enforcement analyst and former police officer Vincent Hill breaks down this week's biggest crime stories and takes you beyond the badge. Chef Brian Duffy from TV's Bar Rescue shares his crazy life on the road with Duffified Live. And Scott Ledger will always make you think with some dangerous conversation. All of Radio Influence's shows can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com. 